are so happy to have um, Dylan and Paris Morgan as evangelists that are based out of this church. They're a blessing all over the country, but we're glad that they're based right here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. Would you make them feel welcome right now? Evangelist Dylan Morgan. God bless you. Come on unto the Lord all across the house. Can we give Jesus just a great praise? Hallelujah. Come on, I think we can do a little bit better than that. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord that has visited us here today. I am so honored to be here and uh, getting to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. It's the greatest thing in the whole wide world. You're never going to find anything better than what you're feeling right here in the house of God right now. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. We had a great move of God in the first service. Many people testified of uh, miracles taking place in their body. God did a great work and I feel that same spirit of faith here in the second service. Amen. Anybody feel like you can get what you've come for today? Amen. Let me ask another question. Did anybody come to give something today? Amen. Not just, not just your resources, but your energy and your worship and your praise and your anointing. You're anointed and we need that anointing in this service today. Amen. We are a body fitly framed, joined together. And I'm thankful that the body of Christ is together this morning. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of John, chapter 10, verse number 10. And we'll also be reading from 1 Peter 2 and 9. And while you are turning there, I believe everybody should have their Bible, even if it is on the screen. But I, anyhow, that's not my place. So I give honor to Pastor and Sister Myers. I love and appreciate them just so much. They have been just some of the most genuine, loving people to my wife and I. And uh, we are blessed right here to have the greatest. Amen. Amen. Well, about four of you agreed with that. Aren't we thankful for Pastor and Sister Myers? Amen. Amen. Of course, I give honor to Bishop and Dr. Myers. And I'm so thankful for them. I say it often and I'm going to keep saying it. Nobody can make me feel like I can do anything like Bishop Myers can five minutes in a room with him and I feel like David charging down a mountain with a stone ready to kill any giant in my path. Amen. Give honor to him and Dr. Myers and to the Ritchie family. This is a very blessed place. Amen. This is a very blessed place. I thank God for that. And it's always an honor to be in service with my beautiful wife. John chapter 10, verse number 10. If you have it, say amen. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. First Peter 2 and 9, but ye are a chosen generation. Someone say, that's me. We often put that word right there, generation to the younger generation coming up, but that's just anybody that's in covenant with Jesus. You're the chosen generation. Because we are in covenant with Christ Jesus. We are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. 
that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into now this part is just so true his marvelous isn't it marvelous to be in the light of calvary i love that song we sing i'm living in the light now anybody here can testify you were called out of darkness and into the marvelous light amen uh it was about tuesday the lord dropped my title into my spirit and i've been trying to study and put this together and i want to preach to you it's a little bit wordy but it's what i feel the lord has spoken to me and it is a regenerating church in a degenerated world a regenerated church in a degenerated world would you set your bibles down and would you lift your hands all across this house and i'm asking with all sincerity that we would now lift our voices and that we would posture ourselves for a move of the holy ghost here today would you make your posture of that to one that says i surrender everything that is me god so that you might have your will and your way in this service lord i humble myself before you right now for i know that you and you alone god can do the work that is needed in this room so god i pray that you would anoint me god and that you would use me and that your words would flow through me god speak to your people here today i pray for the miracle working power of the holy ghost to be made manifest in this room speak to your people come on just for a little while longer would you lift your voices in the name of jesus come on don't stop just because i get quiet Come on, humility is the posture for the miraculous. Come on, let's just get our hearts right. Let's get our minds right. Get everything out of the way. We don't want anything standing in the way of God working with me today. God using me today. God healing me today. Come on, if you need a miracle, your voice ought to be the loudest. If you need a breakthrough, your voice ought to be the loudest right now. Come on, if you've come into this place with issues, your voice ought to be ringing in this house right now. We need you, Jesus. We can't do it without you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. If you're excited for what God is going to do, turn to your neighbor, high five them, and say, you look better than I do. Amen, amen. Turn to your other neighbor, Satan. Just kidding. Y'all are rude. I can't believe you said that. (laughs) Praise God. The word degeneration from our title today simply means the state or process of becoming degenerate, falling into the decline and deteriorating. If you meet someone who society deems as a degenerate, that is, One way to say that they are on the wrong side of the law, they are spiraling the wrong way. Deteriorating is something that is simply withering away. Decadence is a state of moral or cultural decline. And all of these words are synonymous with our title, degeneration. All is to say that things are heading in the wrong direction. 
In The Fate of Empires, an essay written by Sir John Glove, he begins to write talking about the facts of a decadent society. And he says in summarizing that in a surprising manner, 250 years emerges as the average length of national greatness. The average of 250 years of national greatness has not varied for nearly 3,000 years. And it typically represents somewhere around 10 generations. The stages of the rise and a fall of a great nation seems to be categorized like this. First, you have the age of the pioneers. Secondly, the age of conquest. Third, the age of commerce. Fourth, the age of affluence. Fifth, the age of intellect. And lastly, you have the age of decadence. Decadence is marked by these things, defensiveness, pessimism, materialism, frivolousness, an influx of foreigners, the state of welfare, and I think the most important, a weakening religion. Decadence is due to these things, too long a period of wealth and power, selflessness, a love of money, and the loss of the sense of duty. Jacques Brusen writing for the New York Times said, when a people accept futility and the absurd as normal, the culture is decadent. We as a people are living in a world that is on the decline. This cultural norm has seen the rise and fall of many empires because they find themselves in a place of comfort so they begin to decline through complacency. Scripture gives examples of degeneration as we find God and man in a state of completeness in the Garden of Eden together. Man was in his pristine state in the Garden with God. They were in covenant marked by their walking together. And one day the serpent finds Eve alone by a tree. And simply bends the line of an exclamation point into a question mark. Allowing for the simple questioning of the word of God. He says, did God say? And in this brief moment, the process of degeneration enters into humankind for the very first time. As she partakes of the fruit of the tree and gives to Adam likewise. They are both now, for the first time, in a place of deterioration. They realize they are naked and they are ashamed of this. In this moment of time, they find themselves outside of the perfection of creation and separated from their God. This is marked by God speaking to Adam and saying in Genesis 3 and 19, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it were you taken, for dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return. This is a prime example of the definition of deterioration, as you will return from that whence you came. 
looking at the continuance of this process of man in its degenerate state. You fast forward now to Cain and Abel, the sons of Adam and Eve. And because sin entered into the world through the questioning of the word of God, you find that Cain kills Abel. Through this and roughly some eight generations down the line from Adam and Eve, you see the culmination of deterioration. You find in Genesis 6 and 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. This is man in his degenerated state. Humanity has vexed God. But I love after verse 7, the next verse says, but God found Noah. The Bible says that Noah was a holy man. He was a just man. He was a man that was perfect in his generations. He was a man that walked with God. This is what God wanted from the beginning. And through this you see God's first plan to regenerate a deteriorating world. God gives Noah the instructions, build a boat, and this boat will have three levels, but one door. And you must enter through this one door to escape the degenerative state that the world you live in has found itself. Because as we see this beautiful truth playing out, it shouts to me throughout scripture that although the world found itself in the decline and in the deterioration of its human nature and state, that God has always had a plan to get man out. God has always had a plan to regenerate a world that is on its way down. God has always had somebody or something to stand in the gap when humanity saw that there was no hope and no other option. As we see our world now. As we think, well, this happened so quickly. How did we get to this point? But in fact, it has happened over many years of degeneration. Just as it was a slow degeneration for Noah, so has it been for us. But we can boil everything that has happened in our world down in 1 John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, everything, every issue, every problem, every situation, Everything that's going on can be boiled down to this. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And this is what the word says. This is not of the Father, but is of the world. Verse number 17 says, And the world shall pass away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The world through its media has allowed a commonality of indecency. Some 70 years ago when there was what was called a decency 
channel to monitor what was allowed to be broadcasted to make sure that the moral fabric of society was protected from that point until now you can see that there truly is no decency the world in that stage was shocked at Elvis's dancing motion and they said we will only broadcast him from the waist up but now we are in a society that has no moral fabric now if you turn on your source of media some 98% of it will show premarital sex as a common thing it will show that homosexuality is a normal thing and it will say that immodesty is a simple expression of their self this is a simplistic degeneration of the world but I've come today to remind God's church that while the world is on its way down I feel my help coming on while the world is on the decline while the world does not know where to turn to or what will help them there is something that is not in trouble there is something that is not on its way down there is something that is not on the decline and it is the church of the most high God Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would rejoice for just a moment. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, uh, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good. They will be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than the lovers of God. They will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. He said to the church, from such you should turn away. For this sort are they which creep into the houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. But I love this little part. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind reprobate concerning the faith. It seems that these two names come out of nowhere in the scripture. Jannies and Jambres. But if you go back to the exodus of the children of Israel, you find Jannies and Jambres being the one that would perform the magical acts that would act like the power of God that Moses had on display. But might I remind this great body that although they tried to mimic and they tried to copy uh, Moses just kept preaching uh, let uh, my uh, people uh, go uh, and just like God had a Moses uh, to withstand Janice and Jambres uh, and God had a Noah uh, to withstand the perverseness in the world uh, God now uh, has a church uh, that is willing to stand and say uh, you must be born again uh, of water and of spirit uh, you must be baptized in the name of Jesus. You must be filled with the 
gift of the Holy Ghost because while the world is on its way down the church of the Most High God this church East Wind Pentecostal Church we're on our way up I wish somebody would realize the God's church is not in trouble it's not on its way down it's not on its way out but while culture is headed down the church is headed up we ought to thank God every day you got a preacher saying come out from the world because the world's on its way down the world is degenerating but while the world's on its way down there's a preacher in this pulpit today saying I know the way out I know how to get you out of your sin I know how to get you out of your downward spiral you must be baptized in Jesus name Come on, let's worship God for just a moment. Come on, let's really worship for just a moment. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something in this world that's not on its way down. There's something in this world that is not degenerating and it is not decadent. We are the church of the Most High God. And when Peter looked at Jesus after he got the revelation of the mighty God in Christ, he said, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I have built my church, and the gates of hell shall not, cannot, absolutely will not. It was not a hope. It was not a wish. It was not a fairy tale. It was a simplistic revelatory truth that as long as you hold fast under the rock of the revelation of who I am, what I am, and what I can do, I've got good news for you. Hell cannot, will not, shall not, absolutely not, will never, no hope, ever, 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 ever win against the church of the most high God many of us when we read the gates of hell we think well that's just an entering place what does it mean that the gates will not prevail? Gates were a lot more important in the Bible days than just an entrance. Gates were the seat of authority, according to Ruth. At the gates, wisdom was uttered, according to Proverbs. Judges and officers served at the gates, administering justice, according to Deuteronomy 16. And the council of the state, think about that, was held at the gate, according to Second Chronicles 8. And nine, and prophets proclaimed God's message at the gate. And so, if the enemy mirrors that which the Lord does, that tells me 
that when he says the gates of hell will not prevail, that means those who sit in authority in hell cannot prevail. That means the wisdom and the plans of hell cannot prevail. That means the officers that execute orders against you cannot prevail. That means the counsel and the accuser of the brethren, he will not succeed. That means the false prophets prophesying lies into your ears, telling you you'll never make it, you'll never get a miracle, you'll never get a breakthrough. Those very same gates, when you're a part of a regenerated body on its way to heaven, you shall not lose. Somebody better take some solemn in what I just said. That voice in your ear telling you you'll never be anything. You'll never amount to anything. That voice in your ear telling you you'll never get a miracle. You'll never get a breakthrough. I rebuke the gates of hell. And I look you square in your eyes. And I tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And upon the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. Hell cannot shall not come on I wish somebody would shout right now I wish somebody would really shout right now I ain't never seen anybody get a message of victory uh, and remain silent about it. Uh, No, they got the revelation. Uh, I'm not on my way down. Uh, I'm not on my way out. Uh, I'm not on the slippery slope uh, into the pits of hell. I'm a part of the church uh, and the church is headed out of here. Oh, come on. Somebody shout hallelujah. I feel this right now. Would somebody link up with somebody next to you? And would you lift that hand and would you begin to call upon the name of the Lord right now? Come on. I want you to link up with somebody. And I want you to realize you're not alone. There's other people in this fight. And they're standing just like you're standing. And they're warring just like you're warring. And they're fighting just like you're fighting. But don't you dare quit fighting the good fight of faith. We're on our way out of here. I know the world is decadent. I know the world is degenerated. But we're a part of the church that is regenerated by the new birth experience. And we're on our way. Come on, I want you to lift your voices right now. I want you to let a voice and a sound come up out of your belly. I want you to let hell know. I want you to let heaven know. I'm not worried. I'm not fearful. I'm not in trepidation. I'm not trembling. I'm a part of a church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Ya 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 la bosha ya 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 la basha Ya 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 la bosha ndaya taha Ikato 
my God, I feel so much victory. We tell somebody something in this house. You've been being told in your mind. In your mind, something's been whispering to you. You'll never make it. You'll never amount to what you were prophesying you were going to be amounting to. You'll never be used by God. You'll never let go of the past. You'll never let go of the hurt. You hear me in the name of the Lord. That is the gates of hell talking against you. And if you're a part of the same church I'm a part of, it can run its mouth all at once. But the last I check, he made a spoil of principalities and powers. When he come up out of hell, uh, triumphing over them openly. Uh, so now everybody in this room uh, that is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, baptized in Jesus' name uh, you ought to be saying oh death, where is your sin? Oh grave, where is your victory? For the strength of sin is a law. But thanks be to God. I'm on my way out of here. There's coming a day where this immortal I feel so much faith and so much victory. Come on. This mortal's going to put on immortality. This corruptible's going to put on incorruption. And at the twinkling of an eye, when that last trumpet sounds, I'm headed up as a regenerated new book. Somebody needs to dance in this house. I said somebody needs to shout and jubilee. Raise your hand if you feel victory in the house right now. If you personally feel victory right now, keep that hand up. Victory is a sign that the working of miracles just stepped into the room. I woke up this morning and I have never woke up feeling as much faith as I did when I woke up this morning. I prayed last night when I was getting ready for bed. I said, God, deposit faith into those that have been battling with fear. Deposit, Lord, a great amount of expectation that while they're on their way to church today, they start saying within their mind, I feel a little something different in the atmosphere today. I've been praying for your faith. I've been praying for your belief. And you better hear me in the Holy Ghost. God has showed up with victory in his right hand and he is here to show you I will do miracles signs and wonders because my church is not bound by the moralist laws of this world we are in this world but we are not of this world You need a miracle, I want you to raise your hand. Something that had take place in your body, in your mind, in your heart. Raise your hand. All right. Now, keep your hands up. I need them up for a little while, please. Those who do not have your hands up, I want you to go to where they're at. 
Go to them. I need you to move quickly. Come on. I need ladies helping me. I need men helping me. I need teenagers helping me. I need elders helping me. I need anybody that's got the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need your help right now. You don't have to be a preacher to be used by God. Come on. I want you to get around them right now. If you've got any faith at all, surround somebody that needs a miracle. Come on. That's it. Come on, move quickly. If you don't have somebody praying with you, wave your hand at me. I need some other people. We've got three and four people with some. I need you to move. There's a lady right here. There's a man in the back. Come on, we got people that need a miracle. And the miracle worker's in the house right now. Come on, that's it. Go to where they're at. Please hurry quickly, quickly. Last Sunday, I said the days of the 10% carrying the load for the 90 is over. It's time for the body of Christ to join together and everybody doing something. Everybody working together. Everybody bearing the weight. If you need a miracle, I want everybody to listen to me for just a second. It's here. But I need to give a little bit of instruction. Those that are praying for somebody to receive a miracle, ask them what do they need from God. I need you to ask them specifically, what is it you need from God? Ask them, what, what can God do for you right now? Now, those that are praying for people, in just a moment when I speak the word of faith, you're not going to lay your hand on their shoulder, their chest, their neck, by the laying on of hands. You're going to put your hand on their head. You're going to say, by the power of the word of God, and by the authority that's in the name of Jesus. And you're going to command. I don't want you saying, please heal them. I don't want you saying, would you kind of heal them? I want you to say, I command. Whatever they told you, say, I command it to leave your body right now. And after you command it to go, the person that's being prayed for, you need to start praising God and worshiping God. And you're going to feel victory coming to your body. That's the miracle. Now, prayer partners, those that are praying for them, whatever you commanded to leave, now speak something there in its place. If they have a bone issue, I want you to speak, I speak a new bone into their back. I speak new vertebrae. God can do it in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that God can do it right now in the name of Jesus? Say, I speak it now. If they have a muscle issue, say, I command a new muscle to form over where the old... If they have a tendon issue, I want you to say, I speak a fresh tendon over their back. I'm telling you, God's going to do it just like that. Just like that in the name of Jesus. You know why? Because the body is together right now. There is unity and victory and that's all we need right now. I want everybody that's asking for a miracle to lift your hands right now. I'm about to speak the word of faith. When I speak the word of faith, prayer partner, I want you to lay your head on their head and do what I said. And when you speak it, it's going to begin to happen. Are you ready? If you're ready, shout amen. You got to rejoice in advance. Right now, by the power of the word of God and by the authority 
that's in the name of Jesus. I command every sickness to go. I command every pain to leave their bodies. I command cancers to dry up. I command tumors to fall off. I command heart diseases to be healed. I command diabetes to go away. In Jesus' name, let miracles take place now. Come on, now you got to start praising God. The moment they pray for you, you got to lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice and start thanking Him for it. And as you praise God, victory is going to show up in your body right now. There needs to be a great shout of praise if you're being prayed for. If somebody's praying for you, you've got to lift your voice and begin to praise God right now. With everything within you, with everything that you've got, shout hallelujah and praise God for the miracle. As you're praising, it's going to be done. Come on, prayer partners. Speak life back into that body. Speak life back into that situation. Come on. Come on, we need to praise God. Come on, we really need to praise God for just a moment. Until victory comes in the room, I want us to praise with a loud sound in our voices. Let a hallelujah ring out. Come on, that's it. It's here. Do you feel that victory coming over your body? That's the miracle being done. Do you feel victory? I'm telling you, if you'll begin to shout when victory comes in, that's the miracle being performed. Now, now those that were just prayed for, prayer partners, ask them, try it out. If there was pain, move. Is the pain gone? If there was a lack of motion that you couldn't do before, can you do it now? Ask them. I'm serious. Tell them to move. If they had pain in their back, tell them to move around. Pain in their arm, whatever it may have been, tell them to move and try it out. Now, if you feel like God did it, I want you to begin to rejoice right now. As the sign that God just did it, I want you to begin to praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. There's so much victory in this house. Come on, it's here. I feel something trying to erupt right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you feel a notable difference in your body, would you come join me in the front right now? If you feel like there's a difference, that God just touched your body and there's a miracle that's taking place, I want you to join me in the front. Please, move quickly. Come on, move quickly. If you feel a difference in your body, it's fine if it's just one, but we need that one to come forward. You feel a notable difference in your body, I want you to join me up here.
Come on, we're not going to parade you. You're about to pray for somebody that didn't get it. Because your faith is high because you just felt God do it in your body. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> praise God, praise God. I heard a man of God say this one time, the reason we don't see as many miracles as we should is because we don't tell anybody about them. When miracles got done in the New Testament, they went and published it all over the city. If God does a miracle for you today, you ought to tell everybody you can between this Sunday and next Sunday about the miracle working power of God. And this place will be full if they know that the power of God is here. It's nothing to do with the preacher. It has nothing to do with... It's just the fact that God is doing a work. Now those that feel like you just had a miracle, I want you to just kind of turn and face the crowd. Because you're about to pray for somebody that needs a miracle. Because your faith is fresh and your faith is high right now. Now, if you didn't receive the miracle or you are still seeking for a miracle, I want you to come join me in the front. Would you come join me right now? Come on. If you need a miracle in your body, if it didn't just happen and you still need it, I want you to come join me right now. Come on. Come join me. And I want somebody that just received their miracle to find somebody coming down here. Come on. We're going to operate in the Holy Ghost. It's here and it's flowing right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, this halter's filling up. I feel faith. <laughs> I feel victory. If you're here right now and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, that's what I've been preaching about tonight. That's what it's all about, is what you're feeling moving around you wants to come live on the inside of you. If you want to receive the Holy Ghost for the very first time, you can come join me in the altar right now. And somebody's going to pray with you, and God's going to fill you with His Spirit. Come on, church, that's it. Now, if you need a miracle, it didn't happen, and you've just received your miracle, would you lift your hand if you need one? If you don't, okay. I need some... If you, where God's going to hit, come on. Would you all join around her right now? If you, if you received a miracle, I want you, this lady needs somebody to pray with her. Come on, I need people to move. If you need a miracle and God just gave you one in the previous wave that moved through here, I want you to go to the person that is still seeking for their miracle because you feel faith happening right now because you just experienced the miracle working power of God. Ask them again, what do you need from God? Ask them. Specific prayers get specific answers. General prayers get general answers. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, this is your moment right now. This is your time right now. God's going to fill you with His Spirit. Right now, in Jesus' name. Now, those that are seeking for a miracle, I want you to lift that hand up right now. You're seeking for your miracle. Lift that hand. If you're getting ready to pray with them, just like we just did, you're going to command it to go, and then you're going to speak life into them. You've got to praise God like He's doing the miracle right there, because He is. You've got to praise Him in advance. Are you ready? If you're not praying for somebody or with somebody, would you extend your hand forward right now? I want every hand, everybody that's in, I want you to lean your hands toward these people that are seeking for God to do something in their body right now. 
Come on, I want you to get ready. We're about to speak the word of faith again. Lord, right now, by the power of the word of God and by the authority that's in the name of Jesus, I command the healing power of the Holy Ghost to begin to flow in Jesus' name. Come on, begin to praise God. Come on, that's it. Lift those voices. Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're not praying for somebody, I want you to lift your voice right now. If you know how to intercede and you're not in this altar, I want you to begin to intercede right now. Come on, let that spirit of intercession break out in this place. Come on, if you need that miracle, you need to start praising God. Come on, victory is here. Victory is here. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, let's begin to rejoice. Let's begin to rejoice. Come on, God's church is not in trouble. He's still healing. He's still delivering. Come on, that's it. Come on, we need to praise God for just a moment. We need to really rejoice for just a moment. There are miracles all over this house taking place. Come on, that's it. Don't stop. Don't get in a hurry. Just praise God. Don't worry about what's next. This is the will of God for this moment. Let's begin to rejoice and praise Him. Come on, that spirit of rejoicing is what needs to happen right now. Come on. That's the freedom of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need to rejoice right now. Hallelujah. Come on, don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. Let's just let God be God for the next few moments. Let's not worry about anything else right now. Just let God be God.
Come on, that's it. Feel it. Come on, rejoice in it. This is victory in this house. Come on, there's victory over depression in this house. There's victory over anxiety in this house. There's victory over fear in this house. There's victory over pain in this house. There's victory over every struggle in your life in this house. It's not just limited to the physical miracle. God is here for complete victory. Oh, that men would praise His name. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him all the days of your life. Come on, let's praise God for just a moment. Come on, that's it. Don't stop. Come on, please don't get quiet. If you got to join with somebody and praise with them, then do it. But there needs to be a time of great rejoicing. There needs to be a time of great rejoicing in the house. Come on, that's it. You feel to start interceding, begin to intercede. If you feel to continue rejoicing, continue rejoicing. Just whatever you feel, let's just flow in it right now. Come on, let's just flow in it right now. Whatever you feel to do, let's just flow in it right now. Come on, there's something about when somebody's willing to linger in the presence of God. There's something about somebody that's willing to say, I'm putting everything else on the side right now. The only thing that matters is that my king is in this room.
Come on, can we lift our hands one more time? I just feel like there's something trying to move in here right now. Come on, that's it. Let's just, let's just be sensitive to the Spirit of God for just a few moments. those that are going to be coming back tonight I want you to do me a favor between this moment and tonight I want you to begin to pray and ask God how can I be used in tonight's service I feel like one of the the shifts that God is trying to make in this revival is it always being about the preacher with the microphone being the only one that can lay hands on people and, and see miracles but for us to do what we're going to do in this end time, it's going to take the church. And that means the body doing what the body is called to do. That means you laying hands on people, you doing things, us as the body working together to push the kingdom of heaven forward. So from today, right now, when we dismiss until tonight, I want everybody in this church to start praying and asking God, what can I do, Lord? How do I need to get ready? And I want you to prepare yourself to be used by God tonight. Can we do that as a church? I wonder what would happen tonight if, first of all, everybody in this room that got their miracle went out of here telling people, God healed me, God healed me, God healed me. And then the body of Christ came back tonight saying, how can I be used by God tonight? In what way does God want to use me tonight? I wonder what would happen if those two things came together for the PM service that we're going to have tonight. I feel the expectation already for tonight, right now. 
because you are in agreement with the Spirit right there with what I just said. Did you feel that agreement right there? God is giving us a witness right now at the closing parts of this service showing us I'm going to do many great things tonight if my body will do what it's called to do. Can we just one more time, can we just rejoice and love the Lord? Stay as long as you want, Jesus' name.